Facebook. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, they have teamed up with, of all companies, Ray-Ban for an exciting new product. And here with the details is tech expert Mark Saltzman, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Mark, happy Friday. And to you, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you being here. Okay, what is going on with Facebook and Ray-Ban? <laughs> well, they're smart glasses. And uh, they could be sunglasses or they can be uh, more regular sort of, you know, uh, transparent glasses that have uh, that support prescription uh, lenses, too. But they're called Ray-Ban Stories. And there's, again, three different flavors. And we're not talking augmented reality, like what Google Glass uh, was attempting to do, where you're going to see like digital information superimposed upon the real world and all that. But what it is, is the ability to take a photo or shoot a video from a first person perspective using, you know, just by touching the side of the glasses or using your voice. And the also the ability to listen to music or podcasts and also take a call. So that's sort of the limitation. But you know, they don't look bad at all. They're pretty cool. I mean, they're Ray-Bans. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's fusing, you know, some of these uh, amenities that we're used to on our smartphone, uh, but putting them inside of a pair of sunglasses or eyeglasses. Okay. Is that why Google Glass wasn't really an overwhelming success? Because uh, let's face it, they just aren't Ray-Bans. They aren't Wayfarers. They're not as cool as uh, Ray-Bans are. I think, yeah, I think there's a few reasons. One, and, and in Google's defense, I don't think they tried to make this a consumer product. I mean, they, they have the resources to really test this. And they, I, I think they felt it was too premature, also in the battery department. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, style is, you know, if, if you're going to wear something on your face, people, you, it has to look good, right? So even if it had the coolest tech, uh, for a lot of people, that's just not enough. It has to have some style. And that's where Ray-Ban comes in. So there's three different options. Uh, the ones that I have, by the way, in full transparency, Facebook sent me a pair to play around with. They're called Wayfarer. So these are more of the traditional Ray-Ban sunglasses that you would, you know, like a Tom Cruise kind of thing. Um, and then there's the Meteor and the round uh, line. And again, you can choose from different lenses, sunglasses to clear to prescription. So yeah, I think they look good. And it's just a matter of, will you use them? I mean, is this something that if you are out and maybe your hands are occupied, you're cycling and you see something, you can just say, if you have Facebook Assistant enabled, by the way, which is an option, you could say, hey, Facebook, take a photo or take a video. And that is a hands-free way of capturing. It's up to 30 seconds, by the way, of video. The quality is pretty darn good. Um, I, my wife, Kelly, be, be, was like agreed to be my volunteer. And I uh, captured her sort of um, sort of dancing around the house and stuff. And, and it, it automatically synchronizes with your phone. So that is kind of a part of the story is that it's an accessory to your smartphone rather than a standalone device. You know, you're not going to get a call on this if your phone isn't nearby. So it's, it's, it's like Bluetooth. So yeah, it works well, kind of neat. They look, they look cool. Um, are just, you getting you know, confused for Tom Cruise when you go out now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time. We are about the same height and that's where the similarities end. I don't have his talent or his wallet. Okay. Uh, but, is there any downside at all to this? And I'm thinking just uh, off the top of my head that here we go. Once again, Facebook is kind of getting you into their orbit, if you will. I think the concern, which you may be hinting at is privacy. Um, if you are capturing photos and videos, that uh, isn't you holding up a phone where it's telling the subject they they know what you're doing. Right. Um, that that could. So what what Ray Ban and Facebook have done is that they've got an LED light in the corner of the lens. You can't turn this off. It's not super bright, but it does tell the person that you're standing in front of that you are capturing them. 
you know, hopefully with consent. Um, but uh, th this is, I think, more of an issue. And then, yeah, I mean, look, if you are a Facebook user, then you've already, uh, you must be, I hope, comfortable enough with what they do with your with their data. This is a separate app that lives on your phone that uh, all the images are sent to. Um, and then, you know, you, you can look at it from there. Um, you don't see them through the glasses again. So I think it's less to do with that uh, and more to do with the issue of, you know, um, privacy and the people who are around you, are they going to be comfortable with you potentially capturing video? But look, you're in Canada's Wonderland, you're on a roller coaster, you want to capture that, keep your phone in your pocket uh, and just uh, press, uh, you know, all you have to do is tap the button on the side of the lenses and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Another form, obviously, of wearable tech, as they like to call it. Is, is this yep. the future? Is this where we're headed? I mean, will there be a day soon maybe where we're no longer, uh, you know, tech neck and uh, we're looking down at our phones all the time that uh, they're right there in front of our eyeballs? Yeah. So I think wearable tech is going to continue to evolve, whether it's a smartwatch on your wrist, which are, which is becoming very popular in Canada, to wearable clothing that can detect uh, and monitor certain health and fitness uh, activities and things like that. So yeah, I do think eventually that is what we're going to evolve to. It's going to, you know, we're going to go from carrying your tech to wearing your tech for some, you know, hands-free convenience, voice activated. Once they lick, you know, the battery issues, I think on a lot of these, and then it's going to go from where from wearing it to embeddable tech. It'll be embedded in our in our bodies. We it oh, sounds great. like science fiction, <laughs> but it is coming. You know, um, so that is I think still a decade or so away. But wearable tech is in its infancy, and I, I do see it becoming a more popular trend. Yeah. All right, joined by Mark Saltzman. Mark also wanted to ask you on this Friday about this uh, new study out that says that there is a growing risk of what they're calling a once-in-a-century solar superstorm that could actually knock out the internet for the entire planet. What's going on here? Yeah, so, you know, I've been hearing about these kinds of uh threats, whether it's a, um, you know, a, a cyber terror attack or a natural disaster like this and, and our increasing reliance on the internet uh, to conduct business, to transact, to communicate and, and what this, what kind of havoc this would wreak on us. And yeah, I just did an interview 30 minutes ago about NFTs, which I know we've talked about on the show, owning mm -hmm. a digital asset. So instead of a Mona Lisa on your wall, you own a digital image or a digital piece of music. And then what happens if the world goes, uh, you know, to hell in the handbasket and you, you know, what happens if you don't, if you can't validate or, or authenticate that you're the owner of this digital asset. So I think we, we do put a lot of trust on the fact that we're always going to be online, but there will be some things. I don't know much about this um, solar incident, but let's hope that it doesn't happen because I don't think there's anything our smartest scientists on the planet can do to, uh, to mitigate that <laughs> yeah sounds pretty yeah, serious scary. obviously and i only yeah. got about a minute here but let me ask mm -hmm. you uh, are we closely approaching the day maybe we're already there mark where we're just too reliant on the internet that if we had a global outage like this i mean the impacts i mean you can only imagine yeah i, I think we're getting there yeah i hope that the 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 canadian banks and other banking systems around the world have some safeguards in place that uh, will protect, you know, any in the event of anything like that happening on a global scale at that level that, yeah, we are very reliant on tech uh, in, in just a short amount of time, just a couple of decades. Uh, and it's not good. We should have we should have a healthy balance between an offline and an online world. Uh, you've probably heard a lot about the metaverse uh, these days about living online via an avatar and, and, and going to school as an avatar and 
and, and it, sitting in a virtual meeting room with colleagues instead of going into an office. I hope we don't get to that. You know? <laughs> oh man, I would it's, love to have sent an avatar to math class instead of myself. That would have been so great. Uh, Mark, got to leave it there for now. Thanks as always. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers. There's Mark Saltzman. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.